Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, Reach 5. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed positions. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Well, if you were able to catch the last eight laps of that cup race today, that's about all you needed. Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, William Byron, and others vying for that win. Blaney grabs the win in Michigan. Ah, there's your headlines right there. It's fun. The last couple laps were fun. I like watching that. How you doing, Freak Nation? Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sarge, a big show for you tonight. Coming up, Matt Hagan, NHRA Funny Car winner from Brainerd. The Lucas Hole Nationals doing something he's never done in his history of driving a funny car. Throughout his three championships, he's never done something. And we'll get to that coming up with Matt Hagan. Also, Will Power. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Grabbing him a podium in St. Louis last night. Of course, won Indianapolis, the road course, last weekend. He'll be joining us. Also, John Hunter Nemechek running for the NASCAR Truck Championship. 602-260-9191. 602-260-9191. The big story tonight, of course, is uh, how we did in our Beat the Freaks picks over the weekend. Well, okay, well, this afternoon for the NASCAR Cup race. And, Richie, what the results have? Uh, how'd they shake out, babe? It was a close one this week, one of the closer competitions we've had in a long time. And the difference was that Crash Gladys went chalk, took Kyle Larson, and our contestant today, Adam, did not. Adam had three drivers in the top 10, but did not pick Kyle Larson, who had the most points today. So Crash finished with 130 points. Adam finished in second with 123 points. And then uh, Stat and Kenny uh, finished in third and fourth because they took Joey Logano. Who had a bad day. <laughs> Do you still want to go against your Kyle Larson love step man? I mean, you, you said you figure he's going to just kind of fall off the face of this championship hunt sooner or later, but he hasn't. At some point he will. I don't know when it's going to be. I have to look at the, uh... They're going to be at Daytona this coming week, and Daytona can anybody could you and I could win at Daytona. So, uh, yeah, I, at some point he's going to fall off, and everybody everybody's going to say, "What happened to Larson?" At some point he's not going to do well. What if that's like seven years down the road? <laughs> yeah, or seven Kyle races. Go Kyle Larson again, win the championship. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Three years from now, when Kyle Larson will be vying for his fourth consecutive title like a Jimmy Johnson, yes, that's what Statman will be doing. He'll be saying, okay, okay, nobody's going to beat Larson. Larson's just, he's riding this momentum streak. No, that it, it four consecutive, no. Kyle Larson is not a Jimmy Johnson. Mark that, t- tweet that, <laughs> th- Facebook that, put Instagram that. Kyle Larson is not a Jimmy Johnson. Holy oh, smokes. Man. And Stadman brought up Daytona, and something came across my Twitter feed today, and wasn't shocking, but it kind of shows you where we are with racing, where Michael McDowell basically clinched a spot back in February 
of this year. Michael McDowell. Who? Kevin Harvick clinched today. Yeah. Let that resonate a little bit, how bonkers this NASCAR season is. Well, how bonkers it is for Stuart Haas Racing. Well, it's not. I don't know if it's bonkers, Kenny. I've been thinking about this. There's, It's right. time for the, the guys to step down. There's, you know, there's new blood that's coming into the thing. Larson's been out there a while, but he might be considered new. I'd, I'd love Tyler Reddick. I'd love Chastain. There's some Blaney as this is only what a sixth win. Uh, there's new stuff that's coming online. And uh, the old guys, the the Bushes and the Harvicks and the Logano's if Logano was ever there he got his championship but you know sometimes you just happen to get a champion you're ahead in the points when the season ends that doesn't mean you're a champion stat <laughs> MC at speedfreaks.tv be sure throwing them out there tonight I don't know stat I think you made the comment two or three weeks ago how with Tony Stewart and this relationship with Leah Pruitt is it uh, synonymous with the lackluster performance? I know Eric Almirola got him a win. You know, and Crash uh, brought it up today about uh, Pinsky. how Pinsky had a great weekend. You know what's happened? Cindric is settled in the Cup Series for next year. His old man doesn't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have any, I don't have any uh, foil hat music. <laughs> you yes, it. you do. You have it somewhere in that library. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes coming up. And more from Michigan. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. Coming up, Matt Hagen, NHRA Funny Car winner from the Lucas Oil Nationals in Minnesota. Will Power from the IndyCar Series. And John Hunter Nemechek from the NASCAR Truck Series will all be in here. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. What you're rolling on, Freak Nation, may I suggest? General Tires, truck, sedan, sports car, they got them. Tire Pros, big old tire, discount tire, general tires, official tire, the Freaks. Crasher? It was another strange date for the 24 hours of Le Mans, as, of course, this race is typically run in June. But here we are in sweaty, hot August. Thank you, COVID. The 2021 edition, though, was just dominated by the hypercars. Toyota's number seven and number eight crushed the field even with issues of their own throughout the twice around the clock. But the hybrids took their one-two finish four laps ahead of the next closest car. That's insane. Mad props to winners, by the way, who have been challenged at Le Mans for many, many years. So this, they are deserving of this, even though it, they made it look easy. Mike Conway, Kamui Kobayashi, and Jose Maria Lopez. NASCAR raced an eventful weekend in Michigan, starting with the ARCA race on Friday night when the lights went out. But nothing could turn out on Ty Gibbs as he notched yet another win on the season. Arca then raced the dirt in Springfield, Illinois on Sunday today, where the other season's title contender, Corey Heim, notched the win. Back up in Michigan, A.J. Allmendinger's momentum continued with a win in triple overtime Saturday in the Xfinity Series. And then in Cup, we just talked about it, it was Ryan Blaney inching over the line ahead of William Byron. The NASCAR Truck Series was in St. Louis as part of the IndyCar Weekend, and Sheldon Creed, 
dominated the race, sweeping both stages and leading 142 of the 163 laps to take the win. Then days after the IndyCar Series announced that they were returning to the Oval in Iowa in 2022, they staged a wild one in front on the Oval in St. Louis. Joseph Newgarden took the win and re-entered the title hunt. Ganassi drivers and title contenders Alex Pillow and Scott Dixon were taken out by Renus VK, and therefore Patricio Award has taken over the points lead. Gonna be a good final three races. NHRA was up in Brainerd, Minnesota for the Lucas Oil Nationals. Steve Torrance with another top fuel win. Matt Hagen with his first Brainerd win. And Jose Gonzalez won his third in a row in Bromod. Coming up, more from Michigan in regards to NASCAR Cup race this afternoon. And I promise you, we'll find something in there to interest you, interest you a little bit more than that finale. It's coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Hole Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do, protect your engine, and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy-Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla off the rocky road. Chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop it is. Scoop it is. Scoop it is. Scoop it is. Scoop shakalaka, 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 shakalaka. Scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. 
Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. And how about the complete fuel system renewal kit? Get more information at lucasoil.com. Brings sluggish engines back to life, eliminates the need for higher octane fuels, which comes in handy. Increases the engine life, which again comes in handy. Fuel burns more efficiently, raising miles per gallon with fewer emissions. Yeah, check it out, man. Complete fuel system renewal kit from Lucas Oil. Again, more information at lucasoil.com. We usually get a text thread going during the show, and we got one going right now as we speak between Stat, Crasher, <laughs> yours truly. And Stat brings up a, another point that we continue to talk about. I Look, I'm a fan of uh, of the NASCAR playoffs. I like it. Playoffs? But all that being said, look at the numbers that Kyle Larson's doing. And in what Statman was talking about, IndyCar series, They've got three or four guys that go win the championship without a playoff, without a countdown, whatever the hell we're calling it this week. This but if you week. look at what <laughs> – I, can, I can't keep – Just say playoffs. I know. It, it's hard because an HRA calls it the countdown. Yeah. NASCAR calls it the chase. It, it's, it's just freaking playoffs. Okay, so, yeah, come on. so follow me here. Let's just, let's just say – that w- whatever round it is, it's not Phoenix. It is not the final four drivers. Let's just say Kyle Larson gets knocked out in one of these rounds. He gets knocked out. Kyle Larson going into the last regular season race of the season, coming up in Daytona next weekend, he's got 1,004 points, whatever that means, but he's got five race wins, 12 stage wins, and 37 playoff points. Sitting in the two spot is Denny Hamlin. Zero race wins, mm-hmm. five stage wins, and five playoff points. In the three spot is Kyle Busch with two race wins, five stage wins, and 15 playoff points. If Kyle Larson doesn't win the championship because of some bogus Backmarker knocks him out of the race. Like what happened in the IndyCar race last night when Scott Dixon and Alex Pillow were taken out by a boneheaded move from Renus VK and totally shook up the points. But what if, the, yeah, you're right. What if something like that happens in one of the final races of the season? Didn't that happen last year when Kevin Harvick uh, was kicked out of the playoffs after he won eight or nine races, 10 races? Yeah, I mean it. It's possible to happen. I mean, what if what if it comes down to the final four, including Harvick and Hamlin and the fastest guys this year, and Harvick has a tire blowout or something completely out of his control, or uh, Larson has a tire blowout mm-hmm. completely out of his control. And he's been the he's been the dude all year. It almost yeah. makes the championship random, and that's not what a championship should be. Yeah, and that's there were many drivers 
still some drivers who complain about it in NHRA. I mean, you you can have a commanding lead like Steve Torrance does in Top Fuel and suddenly, boom, your season's done with, like you said, something out of your control, a broken part or whatever. It It's not it's an argument that people love to have on social media. Obviously we're, we're going to have it here, but I think it sounds like the three of us, at least on the mics are in general consensus that to have such a commanding season be completely taken away (laughs) to reset points for a playoff just doesn't seem right. Well, you said it, you said it crash. It's been uh, 10 years or more that the IndyCar season has come down to a championship chase without a championship chase. And NASCAR has manufactured all this stuff. NHRA followed along and manufactured all this stuff. Sure, you're going to have some runaways, but you're going to have better championship runs, I think, if you just let everybody go for it. And see... I'm with you on that. And I know that we used to, or some of the arguments when these championship playoffs came in, like you said, it started in NASCAR. Some of the arguments were, well, look at stick and ball sports. Listen, guys, we're not comparing motorsports to stick and ball sports. They are absolutely apples to oranges. So why that's even an argument, I don't, I don't know, but people would like to say, look at stick and ball sports. You could have the New England Patriots and they just command the the regular season. And then all of a sudden they get knocked out by the wild card when it comes to the playoffs. Yes, I understand that can happen, but still there's just, it's different in racing because you are, in my opinion, it's different in racing because you are so, so much as riding every single weekend on your individual driver ability to, that to have that, completely erased instead of a team doing something together it's just to me it's different well you can be eliminated by some again back marker some person that has no business being on that racetrack whereas the yankees and the dodgers or the yankees and the, the, the red Sox, let's say trying to play into the playoffs for the most part the team who has the crappier game is going to lose for the most part for the most part but not always yeah but for the most part but you got a guy like Austin Dillon that has to win Daytona. Win Daytona, coming up next weekend, to get into the playoffs. Austin Dillon sits in the 13th spot. How many race wins does he have, Crasher? Zero. How many stage wins does Austin Dillon have? Zero. Uh, how many playoff points? I would imagine zero. Zero. But but if he wins, he's in? Yeah. And, 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 and Austin Dillon could go deep into the playoffs and knock out Kyle Larson. And Kyle Larson who has dominated this season five race wins and Statman, if we went and looked back at the stats has been in every freaking race road course short course dirt course course with flips courses with <laughs> alligators and shotguns <laughs> courses with old ladies walking across the street with walkers he's been in the race <laughs> but he could get knocked out yeah, look what happened at Pocono when he's coming around the final turn and what he had a tire blowout or something and he misses a win. I mean, what if that is uh, he needs that to get into the next round of the playoffs? It, it, you can't just say it's it, it's random and that's not what a championship should be. It just really comes to light 
Statman hammers it as much as he can about the, the playoff and so forth. I've, I frankly have enjoyed it, but with a dominating season, and, I, and I'm trying to leave all of the ancillary wins that Kyle Larson's had off the cup track. Except for the women in rockers or yeah, the walkers. <laughs> the walkers, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to leave <laughs> that out of the equation. This guy is you 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 could stop the season right now and give it to him. If Brad Koslowski, uh, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bo if they win the championship. Is there going to be an asterisk? Is it? That is going to be weird. Think about that. Think about that. That would cause, okay, we haven't had a good argument for NASCAR's point system in a while, mm -hmm. even though it's probably been deserving of an argument, but that will cause some people to get a little upset. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but it, that would definitely raise some eyebrows. Yeah, and, and what normally happens is when they come down to the final race with the final four, those four guys generally are trying not to lose it. Seldom do they go out and say, I got to win this. And that's right. what happens if you got it like what's going to happen next week with Austin Dillon. So I got to win this to get into the and he's going to drive his butt off to try to get into it. But, you know, does it make sense if you are 10 games behind in the American League East and you beat Boston or New York once and you make up those 10 games and you're the champion? Does that make sense? No. Uh, so, I, I, you know, it just I, I know why they did it. It's a good television gimmick. It's a good story. Gives a lot of conversation. But that's that should not be why you choose champions, to have something random uh, happen on a racetrack. Then should the conversation many years ago when this points format was started, should the conversation have gone back onto the TV people and said, make these races more exciting. It's up to you guys to entertain our audience because we want to keep the championship format as is. Well, that should, that should have been the conversation, but the conversation before that is when you sit down in the offices in Daytona beach and you got to make the, the uh, races exciting. Uh, now, whether you do that the way the World of Outlaws does it, where they have uh, three or four features and then have the the main feature at the end of the night, uh, and it's only 20 or 30 laps, but to have 500-mile races that drone on for five, four right. or five hours, that is that the way to choose a champion? I don't think so either. You got to have a championship performance where people have to show that they could win on any kind of track in any kind of conditions at any time. And uh, they ought to be penalized points if they start griping and go, we don't like this track. They got to take this track away. We're not, that's not fair. We're not used to running on these kind of tracks. This is Kevin Harvick's impression. Okay. Richie, save that. <laughs> Before we get to Statman Scat, real quick here. Laps led this this year. Kyle Larson. 1,566 laps led. 
That's almost twice to his nearest competitor of Denny Hamlin of 814. <laughs> 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 Joey Logano, who he has, has a shot. more laps led than he has points. And he could get knocked out of the first round of the playoffs. He may not get to the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, that, that would be, oh, my God. Joey Logano, who's running for the championship, 372 laps led. Kurt Busch, who is in uh, – no, he's not. Hold on a second. Yeah, he's in the playoffs. Yeah. He has uh, a win. Kyle Busch, 242 laps led. Kyle Larson, 100 – excuse me, 1,566 laps led. <laughs> Yet, he may not make it to the championship. To the final four. Coming up next – so we're out on the beach, all right? Isla and Amy are down by the water, and Amy acts like she steps on something. I'm watching. I'm having a 55. That is Dale Jr., who's having a 55. I guess that's a 55-ouncer. But something happened a couple of weeks ago between him and his wife that I'm curious. Would you do the same damn thing that Dale Jr. did to his wife to relieve the pain? That's next. Competition has long been more important to me than speed in the motor race. And because of that, this weekend's Le Mans 24 hour was boring. It won't matter in the history books that there were only five hypercars in the field when the green flag fell Saturday. And two of those were factory backed Toyotas. So unsurprisingly, Toyota won Sunday afternoon. At the end, another Toyota hypercar had its late charge halted by team orders to finish second. It was a different story in GT. It was Ferrari, Corvette, and Porsche, Porsche at the GTE Pro finish. Corvette, in fact, faces a decision. The GTLM category in IMSA is going away, and Corvette says it doesn't want to step back in class to run the new GTD Pro category. Sure would be nice to see a GM-backed Corvette hypercar competing for overall wins at Le Mans, but Corvette's competitors are Ferrari and Porsche, not Toyota. So there's drama in the end, but that's in a boardroom and not on the track. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. I wanted to hit the story last week, but we just ran out of time. What happens when you got three people that like to speak? You got 14 different series going off over the weekend. Can't hit everything, but this story—it's got so—it's got. I could talk about this now through Kyle Larson's run to the championship. Because I'm curious how the entire nation feels about this. The entire nation. Entire nation. Okay. All 330 million of us. How do you- I don't care. <laughs> How do you feel, world? <laughs> right. And Swabby, I don't know how you how you put this on uh, on Twitter, but I'm sure you'll get creative. So Dale Jr., his wife Amy, and their daughter, yes, were out at the beach recently. And on Dale Jr.'s podcast with his co-host Mike Davis, Dale Jr. presented a story and a solution to a problem inside this story. It's about a five, six minute story. I'm not going to play all of it for you, but you'll get the gist of this story about what happened. Uh, Amy's at the beach. She comes out of the water. She's hurt. 
Uh, this is Dale Jr., an encapsulated version of his story on his podcast earlier. So we're out on the beach, all right? Isla and Amy are down by the water, and Amy acts like she steps on something. I'm watching. I'm having a 55. And so Amy comes hobbling out of the beach up to the uh, umbrella, and she's like, I, I got stung by a jellyfish. Stepped on one. Stung. That hurts. Yeah. She uh, she was in bad pain, and she said, do you think that'll work if you TT'd on it? Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> so right there in the middle of, the, of you know, oh. we got, there's people on the beach, right? There's, there's Who says TT? Yeah. It's, what the? Who in the hell says TT? Dale Earnhardt Jr. does, apparently. TT. There's probably a, a little family about 15 foot to our right. And there's a couple about 10 and 20 foot to our left. And, and down the beach, there's more people, but not right on top of us, right? But close. So we kind of maneuver a lot of our stuff. Uh, in So it's so we're, you know, we're not in their line of sight. And uh, it, she, her words, I quote, saved her life. She was in so much pain. And she said it worked immediately. Dale Jr. TT'd <laughs> on his wife's foot. And there's a whole breakdown of how they set up the, the camp area, and she put her foot in the hole, and he just sat. The, yeah. By the way, a 55 is the 55 Budweiser Select. Okay. okay. So he, he peed in the hole, the, and her foot was in the hole, mm-hmm. and it was relieved of the jellyfish sting pain. Yeah. We've had a similar situation. wasn't with me, though. Was well, with our daughter. No, we would like just back up just a second, Crasher. Nobody I, was urinating on our daughter's leg. You cut me off before I got to the end of the story. <laughs> we were fortunate enough to have pickle juice down in our <laughs> in our cooler at that moment, and a lifeguard saw that Henley was in. Well, I think half the beach heard her. She was screaming in so much pain, and yes, we ended up pouring pickle juice on her, and that relieved Henley instead of mm-hmm. you needing to pee on your daughter. <laughs> Which we did consider. Excuse until me, sir. The lifeguard told What's us. What's going on there? Are you urinating on that woman? Yeah. Yeah, she was stung by a jellyfish. Carry on. Statman, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ever been stung by a jellyfish? No, I uh, I allow the jellyfish to have access to the ocean, and uh, I generally stay away from it. They, you know, they don't, they don't come on shore and search me out. I don't go in the ocean where they live and Crafted. search them out. Yeah, yeah. Statman had an incident with crabs many, many years ago. Yeah, and we, yeah, they were chasing him. And yeah, he's me like, in the ocean got, got squared away when I was six. And <laughs> I, you know, we haven't had a problem since then. But here's the deal, though, and I don't think Dale Jr. went into this on his podcast. From what we've been told since we've been having this discussion ever since Henley got stung, not this, it was the summer of 2020. It was the typical COVID year. Everything weird was happening and she got stung by a jellyfish. So we've been having this conversation with several people. P or TT, as Dale calls it, only works if you, if you're alcohol, con- not your alcohol, con- you're, not all pee can take away the sting. Let's put it that way. 
you have to have a certain amount of vinegarized urine. A certain amount of saline. <laughs> well, no, that would be too watered down. It. He clearly. He. The beer was clearly in his favor at that moment. I don't. Now hold on a second. You're, you're taking this another angle, and I'm sure Statman was wanting us to go. Yeah. Now, if you're if you're like me and you continue to have beverages, you go to the bathroom more often, and you lose. You lose some of the content of urine that if you, you know, like when you wake up in the morning and it's yellow and it smells like broccoli, I mean, that's, sure. that's the potent <laughs> stuff. We're having this conversation. We are. Yeah. The potent this stuff is. On, is this is on national think. radio. I mean, come on. Dale Jr. Come on, Stat. If Dale could talk about it, we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's why he called it TT and not all the stuff that we're calling <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see how the residential feels about this. Suave, you being the residential millennial that you are, how do you feel about this conversation, buddy? First of all, I love it. I think it's hilarious. Second of all, I actually did the research on this show because apparently nobody else will. And I actually looked up, according to the Cleveland Clinic, how you solve a jellyfish sting. However, I don't think anybody actually has these on hand. So it mentions nothing about urinating. It says to apply vinegar or rubbing alcohol to the affected area to stop the burning, feeling, and release of the toxin. Just so you know. So next time everybody yes. goes to the beach, Freak Nation, that's what you got to do. Yes. Well, that means pickle juice is better than TT. Yeah. Yes. Tea is better than TT. Wow. Matt Hagen, NHRA Funny Car winner from Brainerd, Lucas Oil Nationals. What are people? Nope, nope, TT's on his wife's leg. Get out of here, will you? Gee. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. GOAT. G-O-A-T. Acronym. Stands for Greatest of All Time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad. You're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Studios Freak Nation been doing it for 21 years. That's 21 years from Lucas Oil Studios and the Freak Radio Network. Check out lucasoil.com to find the right product to keep your righteous ride on the road. I don't care what you're driving, what you're flying. Lucas Oil has a product to keep your rides on the road. Matt Hagen, he's been coming in a lot of those years of us doing this from the Lucas Oil Studios. Lucas Oil Nationals in Brainerd, Minnesota, wrapped up earlier today. Matt Hagen, your funny car winner here in the Freak Nation. And we were talking a little bit about this off, off mic, Hagen, where I thought you'd won four championships. And I would have, first of all, I would have lost that bet. Second of all, I would have bet you've won Brainerd numerous times what the hell took you so long to finally win Brainerd man you know some some tracks show you love and some tracks don't and uh you know it's like I've been to the finals and we've we've run well here and different things like that but you know uh no different than Denver you know we uh we just pulled down a win there for uh this season and it was uh you know one of the first times ever or the only time I've ever won Denver and you know just kind of like what do we got to do to win these races and uh you know I guess if you're out here long enough and I guess I'm kind of getting old enough now and had enough race years behind me that eventually you end up tagging them all. But, you know, we still got a few out there that I haven't won. And, you know, it's like anything. You don't want to leave the sport or do something without trying to win them all. But, you know, you get the, as a driver, as you get, you know, more into your career and the later it goes, you get kind of like these little races that you haven't won and, and uh, you want to win. And then it means even more to you when you do. So this one was pretty special for me. Matt Hagen, your NHRA Funny Car winner from Brainerd, Minnesota, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And I know Dickie Venables and crew, you guys take copious notes on each track. And then when you head back to that track, you have those notes to refer to. But as a driver, if you're launching in, on, in Brainerd or Sonoma or Pomona, do you drive any differently on those on, on, on those tracks? Or is it just, I'm just going to leave when I need to leave? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that, like, for us today, the right lane tries to pull you in, you know, out there past 3.30. So as a driver, you have to be very conscious of, you know, what the car is doing, where it's pointed, where it's going, how bad it washes, you know, that 
you know, like our, our, our run today in the semis, um, it had really fast shaft and it was up on the tire and the rear end was trying to pass the front end. And, you know, you, you know, those are some things, you know, after you've had some experience with the, with a really fast race car, you kind of like, don't touch it, you know, as, as versus when earlier on in my career, I probably would have yanked on it to try to straighten it up and do different things. And, you know, so some of that kind of stuff, you do drive differently in different situations at different tracks and different things like that. But as far as the starting line goes, man, it's the same old thing all the time. You know, it's just not a think time. It's a reaction time. And, you know, today the starting line worked out really well for me for multiple races. And, uh, you know, we went on a whole shot, you know, and then we end up, um, uh, within the finals with Cruz, I had six hundreds on him on a tree and it just really come down to Cruz was, I think he got caught trying to take, you know, roll it in, get more, get deeper in there. And he got caught with his pants down as the tree was falling as he was trying to get deeper into the, into the pre or the stage beam. But, end of the day we you know you got to go up there and treat it the same you know every time with every race and uh you know just be consistent and be you know that that variable i'm a i'm a huge variable for dickie venables as my tuner and if i can take that variable and minimize it you know he gets you know a bigger window to kind of tune the race car around things that are other things that are happening like the the track and the, the temperature and the glue and just how much rubber's up there and yada 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 i mean all the stuff that goes through their mind before we go up there and make a run You've mentioned in the past how you pride yourself, Matt Hagan, on having great reaction times. So walk us through your process. You're in the staging lanes. How do you just basically tune everything out and you focus yourself on making that starting line advantage the best it can be? Yeah, I mean, I guess they kind of, they were talking, Jamie Howe was talking about on TV today how my average is around a 70, you know, and, and it's one of those things in a funny car that, you know, to be shallow and to do that kind of stuff, you know, you want to be 40, 50s in the finals, you know, and stuff like that. But sometimes you're rolling it in here and there, but I pride myself on being very shallow. I've won more. I just, so here's the thing it's, it's, you know, some of these drivers, it's an ego check, right? Like you have Forrest and you have Cruz and you have a bunch of other drivers that like to roll it in. Tommy Johnson used to be bad about it and different things like that. And it makes your reaction time look great. But at the end of the day, your crew chief and the people that really know, know that you're just swapping ET. You're just robbing Peter to pay Paul out there. And, and, you know, the average fan doesn't realize that or can't calculate that. But us as drivers and us and crew chiefs, they all, all know what you're doing. And, and so, you know, when we roll up there against guys like that, that do that kind of stuff, it makes you want to roll it in because you know, they're going to make their numbers look great on reaction time when, when you're going to have a, a good reaction time. So, as a driver, you have to check your ego. Like you have to say, Hey, look, even though this guy's going to roll it in on me and make his look, make it look like he had a phenomenal reaction time. I don't want to give up the ET that we're going to lose to lose lane choice. I've won more races and more championships that I have checking my ego and doing my job on the starting line and not making it look like what, you know, make it look better and not robbing ET from my crew chief. Uh, you know, and that's, that's what I really learned early on is that, you know, check your ego, don't rob ET from your crew chief, get lane choice and win races. You learned that yourself or did you have a former crew chief or a former crew member tell you that that's the way to do it? No, I mean, I just kind of trial and error. I mean, yeah. you know, when, when he walks away from the, um, you know, the, the starting line up there and turns the knob, it's my car to do what I want with. I mean, if I roll it in, he doesn't say anything. But, you know, when you lose lane choice and it's some of these racetracks turn into a one lane racetrack, you know, you end up losing the race. And that's a hard pill to swallow because you know that you dove it in or you, you gave up lane choice because you were trying to make your reaction time look better. Um, you know, so I learned that from just, you know, doing it and realizing like this is not the way to win races because 
I've won more races having lane choice out here than I have, you know, winning on hole shots and different things like that, or making it look like I won on hole shots. So I try really hard not to rob ET from my crew chief and, you know, and I've tried to be consistent and do the same thing every time up there, you know, basically taking care of the clutch backing up. People think you just jump in the car and you just, you know, hit the pedal and it goes to the end and that's it. But there's so much that goes into it as far as timing and taking care of the clutch and backing up and how far, how long you're off on the pedal and the way you stage the car and how much brake you're holding. Just a lot of little things that, you know, people would never even think about up there, but it plays a big part in what our crew chief tunes around. Matt Hagen won the NHRA Funny Car Competition at Brainerd today. Matt, let's go back to when you're racing against Cruz Pedregon or John Force or Tommy Johnson. They're known for deep staging. Is that what you worried about when you went up against them? Sure. I mean, you know it. You know, so and you kind of lean on your crew chief because we're like, hey man, you need to run better than these guys, so I don't look like I got beat on a whole shot. You know, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it is what it is. The numbers. You can swap them and make them look however they are, but, you know, the wind light is the wind light, you know what I mean? And and for me, it's one of those things where when you do run those guys, you know they're going to be playing games up there doing something else, and that's just part of it. I mean, no different than me and Force got into it, I guess, two races ago or something like that, where he double-bowled me, and, and I, I called him out on it. I was like, hey, dude, cut the shit up there. Like, you're better than that, and he didn't like what I had to say, and he, you know, he told me he was John Force and he can do anything he wants to over here, and his you know his racetrack to do what he wants to on race day and i was like that's cool man but like you know at the end of the day we don't double bulb each other it's a it's a respect thing that we have as drivers and you know he didn't and so i was like basically you saying you don't have any respect for me and and so i'm going to treat you with no respect either i mean even though you're a 16 time world champ and i have a pile of respect for you but when you know if you're going to play games and act, act like that up there then you know i'm not going to like you know cater to what you want to do you know what i mean but i have in the past because of who he is and what he's done for the sport but you know it was one of those things where if it was a rookie i would have called him out on it you know or versus john period you know what i mean just anybody like that so you know people can kind of get up they get you know the internet warriors and the keyboard warriors come out and they're basically want to crucify you on the internet because you say anything negative about john force but at the end of the day, I called him out on something that we don't typically do as drivers. And, you know, he didn't like to hear that. And tough, it's tough, you know what I mean? Whatever. But at the end of the day, you don't own NHRA and this is not your racetrack. So, you know, I, I'll call you out if I want to, you know what I mean? Explain that to the Freak Nation, Matt Hagan. What's it mean to double bulb a driver, a competitor in the NHRA competition? It just means that, that so we have a cadence of how we come in and stage these cars. Usually it's a pre-stage pre-stage and a stage and a stage and when you double bulb you go up there and light both bulbs you know and and or you try to do it you know as soon as someone's pre-stage you do it as fast as you can on your side you know what i mean and start the counters and it's just out of cadence and and you know the way we we stage these cars is you know it's kind of always been you know the way it is and we do it out of respect for each other because the crew chief turns a knob and then he walks away but what happened was my crew chief hadn't even hardly walked away and Doc, John was already in there. So I didn't know if his crew chief was still standing there or what was going on. You know what I mean? And it just kind of, it's, you know, I guess people do that to try to throw you off up there, but in, in honestly it didn't, I mean, I, I ended up leaving five hundreds on John. So, I mean, he almost won on a whole shot, but we put a cylinder out and lost the round, which people are like, well, you cried because you lost. It wasn't it, the, the starting line had nothing to do with the winning and losing. I mean, we almost won because of the, um, of my starting line advantage, but at the end of the day, it was just one of those things where when you do that up there, I feel like, you know, for me I, and most of our drivers out here are very 
competent and capable of, of knowing what we're doing up there. So when you do that, it's intentional most of the time, almost 90% of the time. And the reason we talk about that is because we don't do that to each other as drivers, you know? So it's a big deal when it does happen and everybody's like, well, it's in the rules. And yeah, it's in the rules, but we still have a respect for each other that we don't do that to each other. So that's why we talk about it. And it's a big deal. Matt Hagen, let's stay here. Aren't you allowed to do what you want? If you need to jack with their protocol a little bit, aren't you allowed to do that? I get, I mean, you're allowed to do whatever you want to up there as far as within the rules, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things that we just don't do that to each other. And it's just, a, it's just a show of disrespect, basically. You know what I mean? When someone double balls you and, and almost all drivers, like when John got double bowled by JR, he called JR on it, out on it and didn't like that he got, you know, double bowled by JR. So it's not just me. It's just when it happens to drivers, they, they go over there and they say, Hey, dude, what the hell? You know what I mean? And so when I did it, John didn't like what I had to say. So he, he, He'd come over and poke me in my chest and told me I was he was John Force and he can do anything he wants and threw his stuff down and stomped off and I was like, Man, you you know, you basically was turned into a seventy two year old child up there on the starting line. I mean up there on the, the big end. Oh, Matt Hagan. As <laughs> long as you've been coming in here, you've not been Love afraid it. to speak your mind. Love it. No, man, why why should you? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what's what it is what it is, you know, and I've always worn it on my sleeve and respect it, hate it, love me, love to hate me, whatever it may be. I just always call it how it is, man. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, that we need more, more people out there doing that, you know? And I think that honestly, you know, last, last two weekends, you know, I've had so many people reach out and be like, good for you for stepping up and saying something to John or doing this or that, you know, he does play games and he does do his thing up there and that's fine. But at the end of the day, nobody calls him out on because they feel like they're going to get crucified because it's John Force and, and like I told everybody, I said, I don't care if it's a rookie or if it's John Forrest. I mean, if it's something that I feel like you you did, you know, that, that was trying to be disrespectful, I'm going to call you out on it. No, in any sport. Yes, you, you've got to do that. Love him, hate him. Like he said, he's Matt Hagan and he's now a Lucas Oil Nationals winner. <laughs> Check that off the list. What is remaining on your bucket list as far as wins? Well, obviously more championships. And I feel like, uh, you know, I'm in an opportunity right now to, hopefully sign a multi-year contract, you know, coming up here in the next few months and, you know, keep moving forward and, and keep honing our craft and doing what we're doing and continuing to be out here and, and representing Mopar and Dodge and SRT. And I think that we, you know, we're really growing the brand and building a, a great relationship with our sponsors. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know what is next, but I just know that, you know, when we, we drag these things up to the start line that I feel like I have a great crew, a great crew chief and, you know, I'm really proud of my guys for putting a great race car underneath me. And I truly, you know, and, and for me, like when they asked me today, a second round, they were like, man, you want on a whole shot. And I was like, that's because I don't want to be the weak link. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to let those guys down. You want to come back to the trailer and go, man, I'm sorry. That was on me. You know? So I try really hard on my practice tree. I, I focus on what I'm doing up there. And I try to bring my, my, my A game every time I, I, I roll up to the starting line. And I think a lot of drivers know that they, and that's why some of people try to play games and do what they do to try to cut a light, to try to be, to have that advantage. And that's fine. But it's just one of those things where it just, I just lose respect for that. That's all. Matt Hagan, your winner for Brainerd, Lucas Oil Nationals, buddy. Let's, uh, let's do it again. All right. Yeah, for sure, man. We got to, if we're going to pay the bills. Thank you, Matt. All right. Thank you guys. You know, you hear him talk about that, about the, the double, the double bubble, the double light, double deep stage. Bowl. You go and watch other sports, whether it's 
baseball or basketball. Baseball comes to mind more than any other when it comes to the protocol in the sport where you don't stare down the pitcher when you roll the bases around the bases for a home run. You you don't you don't flip your bat. Yeah. But when you do, there's hell to pay. Oh, yes, of course. In Statman, you hear about hear Matt Hagen. <laughs> there's no love lost, Statman, between Matt Hagen and the John Forrest camp. It doesn't sound like it. I mean, it, you know, we're John Forrest fans from the beginning. But, you know, somebody's got to step up once in a while. And if somebody gets out of, out of line or thinks like they're in charge, then they got to be knocked down a peg or two. So you just you hear about this protocol and it's like life. There's certain protocol that you go by. You don't cut people off in the car, but when you do, you get the big finger. You know, <laughs> you don't. Ooh, seven year olds learn pretty quick to not interrupt you when you're in a conversation with somebody else. At least they should. <laughs> I mean, the protocol is to wait to that adult is finished talking, and adults could be a holes too when it comes to kids chatting it up with their friends. It's just a certain protocol that you just adults know more ways to be a holes than anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. They've yeah. had more a hole practice. Hey, exactly. Yeah. Wow. How much practice do you have being a hole, sir? I got 36 <laughs> years of practice of being an a hole. <laughs> Maybe we could have a playoff chase. <laughs> <laughs> Right? The top 16 a-holes. <laughs> Big second-hour Freak Nation. Will Power grabbed himself a podium last night in St. Louis. Won Indianapolis Road Course last weekend. He'll be joining us coming up in the second hour. John Hunter Nemechek, the son of Joe Nemechek. Joe Nemechek, a longtime friend of the Freaks. Every time we would host a party in Southern California – for the NASCAR weekend, Joe Nemechek was there. It's awesome. Big second hour. Make sure you're part of it, Freak Nation. More Freaks next. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks, and my hope is that you follow us or you subscribe, as the kids like to say, to our YouTube page. We have some fantastic interviews. In fact, we've had interviews up there for the last eight years. We just never gave a damn about them until recently. (laughs) (laughs) True story. We got some classic freaking videos up on our YouTube page. Uh, Just check it out at Speed Freaks, uh, official Speed Freaks uh, on YouTube. And the reason I bring that up is there's one up there of Will Power that we've 
conduct, conducted. Where in the hell is this language coming from? That we uh, we had an interview this week with Will Power, a video interview, and we put it up on our YouTube page, and it is it is the best worst interview we've ever had with Will Power. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty funny. Stat's going to speak for yourself. <laughs> Statman trying to get some. <laughs> it is 33 minutes of human greatness, and we're going to play some of that this hour. If you don't, first of all, many of you are asking, is there a dude named Will Power, actually? Yeah, that still happens all the time. Will Power, a IndyCar champion, IndyCar champion, Indy 500 champion. He won in Indianapolis last weekend. He got him a podium last night in St. Louis. So we'll get to that. Also, John Hunter Nemechek, the son of Joe Nemechek. Uh, he's running for a NASCAR Truck Series championship. He'll be joining us here in the hour, uh, in this hour. And we'll also get to uh, not much motorsports where Mountain Dew is adding some some lead to the drink. We'll oh, get to that. I saw this. Uh, Richie. Easy, good, good, good. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, okay. Yeah, Fine. But I thought of Richie. Good. First. 602-260-9191. 602-260-9191. So we did, we did not give away a set of general tires with Beat the Freak. If you follow us on Twitter, you have a shot every race weekend to win. This isn't where you've got to fill something out and you've got to compete against 5,000 people. you just got to tweet us your picks and try and beat the three of us, whether it's NASCAR or IndyCar. If you beat us with your picks, you'll take home a set of general tires. Suave, what again were the results over the weekend with our NASCAR picks? Adam was our contestant today for the Michigan race, and he finished in second place, mm. just seven points behind Crash Gladys, who had 130 points. And she ended up winning because she was smart enough to pick Kyle Larson, while as Adam did not, even though Adam still had three drivers in the top 10, just didn't take the wow. guy who scored the most points today. Wow. <laughs> three drivers in the top 10, and you don't beat the free. Statman and I were right there neck and neck with Crasher, weren't we? No. What do we have, Richie? You guys brought up the rear there because you guys picked, uh, made a great pick, really, with uh, Joey Logano, who scored all of nine points. And (laughs) six of those were because he actually finished pretty good in the first stage. (laughs) So what was our total number? Crasher had, what, 133? So I bet ours was like maybe 125. What were they? (laughs) Not not even close. Not, Not even close. Come on. What were they, Richie? You, you even know? Have any idea? I do, because I, I just got to look them up here for a second. I don't have them at the, I don't have them at the ready. You guys scored in like the 70s. Oh. One Oops. scored in the 70s and one scored in the 90s. And what I like about this, again, we get these text threads going during the week and during the weekend, is Stats into it, man. He's like, his driver's out. His driver goes out early in the early in the race. Stat, you're already texting us. Well, that was a crappy pick. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, idea had, of that man is to give away tires, man. Okay, so it's okay to be crappy. <laughs> the the, uh, the wait. The idea is to give away tires, so I could pick Daryl Wallace and uh, oh. you know uh, uh, Corey Dillon. LaJoy and Austin Dillon every week. That's my. That'll be my top three every week. I'll get four points. That man, come on. <laughs> 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 so follow us on Twitter, Freak Nation. Again, we submit our picks Thursday, and we give you time to submit your picks for a set of general tires. Just be sure you follow us on Twitter 
at Speed Freaks. It's as simple as that. We've given away several sets of tires. I've got to say, up until this weekend, I've been the dominator when it comes to my picks. Oh, you are so full of it. Ask, ask You've Richie. been ask bringing Richie. up the rear more often than not. Jeez. He's been giving away tires, Crash. Exactly. Yes, See there? Exactly. You guys exactly. figured it out yet? The idea is to give away tires. Uh, <laughs> John Hunter Nemechek running for a NASCAR Truck Series championship and Crasher with the latest pit news and notes. Coming up from our friends at General Tires. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. More affiliates joining us at six past the hour. Who are we? Well, we're Speed Freaks. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Welcome in for the second hour of the Freaks. John Hunter Nemechek will be joining us in about six minutes. Your NASCAR Truck Series Championship contender and Will Power IndyCar Series podium finisher last night in St. Louis. He'll be here. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out their huge line of tires at GeneralTire.com. Or drop by Discount Tire. Tire Pro, big old tires. They got them. Roll on them, baby. It's General Tires, GeneralTires.com. Crasher? Yes, it's August, but we still had the 24 hours of Le Mans this weekend, typically ah. run in June. Thank you, COVID, again. But the 2021 edition was dominated by the hypercars, Toyota's number seven and number eight. They absolutely crushed the field, even though they had issues throughout the race, had to make pit stops, whatever. It doesn't matter. They just dominated so much so that the number seven finished the race what, 371 some odd laps, four laps ahead of the next car. It's just insanity. Mad props to winners Mike Conway, Kamui Kobayashi, and Jose Maria Lopez. NASCAR raced an eventful weekend in Michigan, starting with the ARCA race on Friday night when the lights went out. And Ty Gibbs notching yet another win on the season. Then ARCA's basically drove down to Illinois and raced the dirt in Springfield on Sunday, where the other season's title contender, Corey Heim, notched the win there. Back up in Michigan, A.J. Allmendinger's momentum continued with a win in triple overtime on Saturday in the Xfinity Series. And then in Cup, it was Ryan Blaney inching over the line ahead of William Byron. The NASCAR Truck Series was in St. Louis as part of the IndyCar weekend. Sheldon Creed, dom- Sheldon Creed excuse me, dominating there, sweeping both stages and leading 142 of 163 laps to take the win. Days after the IndyCar Series announced that they were returning to the Oval in Iowa in 2022, they staged a wild one on the Oval in St. Louis. Joseph Newgarden took the win and re-entered the title hunt. Ganassi drivers and title contenders, Alex Pillow and Scott Dixon, were taken out by Renus VK in a boneheaded move. And then Patricio Award basically took over the points lead. So, yeah, a lot going on with just three races remaining in the season. NHRA was up in Brainerd, Minnesota for the Lucas Oil Nationals. Steve Torrance with another top fuel win. Matt Hagen with his first Brainerd win. And Jose Gonzalez, third win in a row in Pro Mod. John Hunter Nemechek, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, eat butter cookie dough. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Joining us here in the Freak Nation, and I've got to say this: that your old man Joe uh, has been a fan of Speed Freaks for many, many years. Back in the day when we were based in Southern California, every time we had a party, Joe and I think the woman, his PR person at the time, was Debbie Glenn. Yep, would make yes. sure that Joe would show up at our freaking parties. So we've got some love for the last name of Nemechek. Needless to say, John, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely appreciate you guys for having me on. Looking at what you're doing in the NASCAR truck series, running for a championship, you go through your litany of series that you've run in. Uh, it's tough. I would imagine for you, it's been tough to 
actually wrap your arms around all the series that you're, you've run in to maybe step outside the car going, holy smokes, it's, it's not the Cup Series. Hold on, it's the ASA? No, it's the Arc. No, it's the Truck <laughs> Series. Do you ever get confused with what the hell you're driving? No, um, luckily not. Uh, I've definitely had a, a really uh, kind of crazy career. Um, I came into the NASCAR World Truck Series when I was 16 years old and uh, ran three years, I think, in the Truck Series, ran uh, a part-time year in the Xfinity Series, a full-time year in the Xfinity Series, and then uh, one full year in the Cup Series. And uh, I'm not the guy that just wants to ride around and uh, finish 20th, uh, 25th every week in the Cup Series. So um, I had a great opportunity to almost kind of reset start my career in a sense with Cowbush Motorsports and Toyota and uh, we're using the hashtag hashtag here for wins and we've been able to win uh, quite a few times this year um, which has been awesome and uh, I feel like we're one of the championship favorites coming into the playoffs here. And to drive a truck there's a unfortunately I have not been behind the wheel of a truck but Kenny and Statman on this show have and some of the information that they've fed to me from that experience is just incredible. There's got to be some love some some love that you will always have because it was your first big time NASCAR series was driving a truck. And so coming into that series again, it's just there's something there that you love about it. And now you just want to capitalize on it. Yeah, a lot has definitely changed for sure um, from the few years I was out of the NASCAR King World Truck Series. But um, it, it's definitely nice to be back. Uh, there's a lot of competition, a lot of great young drivers that are coming up through um, that we're racing against every single week. And I mean, there's 10 or 12 drivers that can, can win a race every week. So um, luckily, we've been able to take quite a few of those races. But um, the, the Truck Series is special for me and always will be. John Hunter Nemechek joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios and talking about all the series that you've run in. You look at, was it a few weeks ago where you're running against your your boss in Kyle Busch Motorsports in the trucks and you're beating your boss? Was there in, any ever any discussion post-race that maybe you should have given Kyle Busch a little bit of uh, leeway to win that race or was it just full throttle down for John Hunter Nemechek? No, it's full throttle down. Um, being able to to beat Kyle and in, in KVM equipment is a pretty amazing accomplishment for myself and our number four Toyota Tundra team. Um, Kyle is one of the best in this sport, if not uh, the best, uh, especially in the NASCAR Home World Truck Series. And um, his stats are absolutely insane, uh, finishing first or second, I think 19 in the last 20 three or 24 starts, uh, which is a pretty amazing accomplishment for him. And uh, luckily we were able to beat him three times this year um, out of his five races, which, which was uh, really awesome. Um, Kyle and I, I feel like we're friends off the racetrack. He definitely does not come to victory lane uh, when he's in the race and has a fire suit on uh, that. That's just a part of his deal, but um, he, he's definitely excited from the owner uh, seat and being uh, the owner of Cowboys Motorsports. Is that a sponsor deal to try not, well, that, that would sound weird, to not give love to another sponsor when, heck, they're still paying. But, yeah, why is that maybe part of his deal? Uh, as a driver, you don't want to go to victory lane if you're in the race and, unless you want the <laughs> race, um, which I completely get. Um, we're all competitive. We all want to win the race. And uh, when you finish second or third, uh, you, you weren't good enough that day. Um, you needed more to be able to go and get that checkered flag and trophies. So um, I, I completely understand uh, his thinking process on that for sure. Um, I, I would probably be the same way. When you see what Kyle Busch has done in the, in the NASCAR Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and of course in the trucks, you got a guy like Kyle Larson out there, John Hunter Nemechek. Two questions for you. 
Are you able to go run anything that you want to? And two, are we watching history with Kyle Larson moving forward? <laughs> uh, yes, to being able to go run anything. Um, there, I'm running some Xfinity Series races coming up for Joe Gibbs Racing. And then uh, uh, who knows where late models or what, whatever it may be in the future. Um, I, I enjoy driving. I enjoy racing. Um, road course racing has definitely been a, a lot of fun for me this year as well. Um, but uh, overall, Kyle Larson is, uh, is a unique talent for sure. Um, everything that he gets in, he's fast and able to win in. And, uh, it's pretty amazing to, to see him win all, all of the crown jewel dirt events on the sprint car side and the dirt late model side, um, as well as winning quite a few races in the NASCAR Cup Series this year. John Hunter Nemechek, you've gone, you've gone back to the truck series. I could really appreciate that. The competition, you, your competitive nature, you want to win. You want to run at the front. Could the truck series ever become a destination series for you? There was a driver, Ron Horner, today who spent a lot of time in the trucks, won championships. Would that be something you'd be willing to do? Uh, I don't know if that would be something that I would be willing to do. Um, but at the same time, uh, you, you have to – pick and choose your opportunities. Um, if you don't feel like you can win races at the top level with a team, then why are you going to the top level just to say that you're in it? Um, and that's not me. Um, I, I'm not one to say that I, I'm a NASCAR Cup Series driver. Um, I, that doesn't impress me, whatever. Um, I, I want to win races. So um, I eventually do want to get back to the Cup Series with a competitive team, being able to be a contender every single week and go try and win races and championships. And uh, hopefully we can do so in the future. Um, I don't know how long that'll take or what opportunities will present themselves. But um, as long as we're winning, uh, hopefully th those opportunities will come. How close is that maybe to happening? Are there teams talking to you? Have you had conversation with the right teams uh, to get the right program together? I see you wearing a Toyota hat there. I would guess Toyota is somebody who is uh, special and could maybe make that happen. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, being able to be a part of Toyota TRD, um, I actually started my NASCAR Camp World Truck Series career with them uh, back when I was 16 years old. Now to kind of be back in that camp, uh, they're putting a lot into myself and they believe in me. Uh, they believed in me enough to bring me back to try and win races and win a championship for them. So uh, we're, we're focused on that right now. Um, we're, we're focused on the present and uh, I'm sure that conversations have been had in, in the recent months, but uh, who knows where any of that will lead. I like seeing this because we're not just seeing it with you and some other drivers in NASCAR. We're seeing it with Formula One drivers and them now finally wanting to experiment out in other series, whether it be sports cars or IndyCar. It's cool because I feel like back in the day, whether it was the 50s or the 60s or the 70s, drivers could dictate where they wanted to go. And then it became all about sometimes money, sometimes different power schemes of which drivers were just told where to go. Now you guys are back in that driver's seat, so to speak, again, where you can dictate where you go to get your wins and to get your comfort level and, and to feel good about your career again. Is that true? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, like it. I, I think it's kind of getting back to that point where talent is is definitely shining. Um, I, I think with some of the new uh, NASCAR teams coming in, uh, they're they're looking for more talent than than cash. So um, that that's definitely nice. Um, so you just have to go out there and perform. Um, you, you get talked about when you're able to win races, um, which is uh, a really awesome uh, accomplishment. Um, yes. But at the, at the same time, um, if you're not winning races, you're not getting talked about and you're, you're not having those opportunities. So um, for, for myself, I, I took a bet on myself this year to come back to the NASCAR Criminal Truck Series to win races. Um, I, I felt like I had the ability to do so. Um, I, I felt like I had the talent to do so. It was just being able to pair yourself with the right combination, right team, right manufacturer and uh who knows what the future holds um we're we're here to win races and that's what we want to continue to do for years on years on years perfect that's spectacularly wonderful yes. to hear yes <laughs> for, for most of the time that we've been on the air 21 years people would just come and drop cash on mm-hmm. somebody's desk and get a ride and now you're saying that talent is starting to override that Man, that's so good to hear. Thank you. That's the case. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you still have to have a checkbook with you, but at the same time, um, they they a lot of teams want talented talented race car drivers. Um, they want to win races. They want to be competitive every single week. And if you're not getting the job done, then then why are you there? Um, you have to go out. You you have to compete at your highest level and maximize or optimize your your opportunity. John Hunter Nemechek joining us here in the Freak Nation. The son of Joe Nemechek, a favorite here in the Freak Nation. Is daddy still in your ear or has daddy backed off and let uh, his young boy uh, take care of business? The dad role has definitely come out more. Um, Before, he was more of a boss, mentor, advisor, um, kind of that role. So uh, he's having fun. Uh, He's enjoying kind of being, I guess, semi-retired in a sense. Uh, He's still running a a couple times a year just to – um, piddle around and, and have some fun, but uh, overall, he, uh, he he's enjoying time with my sisters, time with uh, his granddaughter now, and uh, just being a part of the family. Um, he's been road road racing uh, some this year as well, helping some guys out, build some cars. So um, he's he's enjoying the dad role at the racetrack rather than being responsible for all of it. John Force and Brittany Force won on the same track last weekend in Kansas, and you could just see the tears in John Force's. Mm-hmm face and Brittany was pretty stoked that she won on the same track with her old man. Has there been anything similar to that outside of you you and the old man running together? Have you guys won in the same track before? Uh, we haven't won at the same track on the same weekend. Um, we, we've won at some of the same tracks uh, from his past to, to me being uh, present. Um, but overall, we've raced against each other quite a few times. Uh, we've raced all three series together um, at Phoenix a few years ago, um, which was really, really neat, um, being able to race against each other in all three. And uh, it's uh, that was a pretty amazing accomplishment. But um, I'm still one up on the old man. We're super competitive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talked about your old man playing the dad role more now that things have changed as far as motorsports are concerned. But what about you in the dad role? Because you brought up that granddaughter. When are you the dad and when are you the race car driver around the house? Yeah. Um, 
there there's times where I have to go and uh, be the race car driver, but uh, more often than not, I definitely would say the dad role is there. Um, being able to watch Aspen grow uh, so fast and uh, how much uh, a baby changes every single day um, from the time that they're born is pretty remarkable. And uh, it's definitely helped me grow up. It's helped me grow as a person. It's definitely changed a, a lot of my perspectives on a lot of things. And uh, if you had a bad day at one point and you were sitting there dwelling on it, when you get home and you see her smile at you, she doesn't care that you had a bad day. She's there to make you happy. So um, it's pretty amazing to kind of be a part of that and, and have that in my life. It's badass. John Hunter Nemechek running for the NASCAR Truck Series Championship, joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. Man, thanks for doing this. Tell the old man that Speed Freaks said hello, please, sir. I will. I appreciate you guys for having me on today. Oh, no. Competition has long been more important to me than speed in a motor race. And because of that, this weekend's Le Mans 24-hour was boring. It won't matter in the history books that there were only five hypercars in the field when the green flag fell Saturday, and two of those were factory-backed Toyotas. So unsurprisingly, Toyota won Sunday afternoon. At the end, another Toyota hypercar had its late charge halted by team orders to finish second. It was a different story in GT. It was Ferrari Corvette and Porsche Porsche at the GTE Pro finish. Corvette, in fact, faces a decision. The GTLM category in IMSA is going away, and Corvette says it doesn't want to step back in class to run the new GTD Pro category. Sure would be nice to see a GM-backed Corvette hypercar competing for overall wins at Le Mans, but Corvette's competitors are Ferrari and Porsche, not Toyota. So there's drama in the end, but that's in a boardroom and not on the track. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With the soil's complete fuel system renewal kit, it's a great choice, Freak Nation. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. Specifics, bring sluggish engines back to life. That old beater you have in the garage, you want to get back out there on the road. That'd be time to implement a Lucas Complete Fuel System Renewal Kit. Eliminates the need for higher octane fuel, increases engine life, fuel burns more efficiently. In other words, better miles per gallon. Check it out, man. Lucas Oil Complete Fuel System Renewal Kit. It's got to be, you know, I, I can count the number of times I've watched the 24-hour 24 24 Le Mans on one hand, but I mean, actually watch it as it's going down. Really? Yeah. I mean, this year was boring, but there have been some really good ones in our tenure of Speed Freaks. I, it's just, that it's, it's not, like 20, Daytona 24, Daytona, Indy 500, I go on and on and on of the important races as far as. Uh, you know, I'll make time to watch. And Statman has more insight to it in his, in his sketch, but where was it available this weekend? On the Motor Trend Network. And that, to me, that's the biggest problem we have with uh, Lamar right now because what Motor Trend is doing is tapping into the Eurosport feed, right. and they have British announcers, which is not a problem. But they treat the American audience as an afterthought. 
and they talk about a lot of uh, British cultural things that, uh, you know, assumes facts not in evidence to me, uh, and it gets dull and boring to listen to. And at least when there was Speed Vision and and uh, those people that were doing it, right. at least they would have American announcers and they could talk about American things and relate it to American ideas and culture and NASCAR drivers and blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I have tried, you, you know how much I love sports car racing and the Le Mans 24 is important and I've tried to listen, but I just can't, uh, you know, I try to keep track of what's going on in the race, but I can't listen to it. Anything remotely close to what I used to. It just, it's, it's awfully familiar to what happened with formula one back in the day when Bob Varsha, and I can't think of the other two cats names would call the F one race and they would just use the feed from formula one. Those guys would sit in the speed studios and just call the race, but at least they would add some American ingredients to the broadcast of what you're talking about. Yeah. So you could relate to it, you know, and you know, don't tell me about the, the, Buckingham Palace and the, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff, stuff that happened on the east side of London or the, you know, I mean, it just, I don't care. Uh, it might be nice for the people that are in England listening, uh, but, you know, you're a sports based in England and London, so that's, that's, they're doing what they do and that's the way they do it and they love doing it that way and Motor Trend can, pay them $10 and plug it in and they don't have to pay other announcers to come in and pay them $10 as well. Motorsports. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Not much, much, much. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsports. Freaks. Not much motorsports. Well, Richard C. Suave, who's been making us sound so pretty on Sunday nights last many, many years, knows this story, likes this story, I'm sure. Richie, are you still a proponent for Mountain Dew? I don't drink it as much as I used to, but I am drinking it tonight. So very apropos, you're bringing up this story. Right. While I make my first trek back into Mountain Dew for the, in over a month. Ooh. I'm wondering, is there a t- is there an actual study out there which is worse for you, Mountain Dew or a Marlboro? <laughs> <laughs> Why there goes that sponsorship? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to contact Dew them tomorrow. <laughs> hey, indirectly, Winston used to sponsor this show. Indirectly, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they would fly you out to events, yes. And then get kicked out of the pits. Cause okay. Be attacked by spare yeah. husbands. Yeah, right. <laughs> PepsiCo and Boston Beer Company to create the alcoholic Mountain Dew. The collaboration called Hard Mountain Dew. Boy, they're stepping out on that one, aren't they? Supposed to hit shelves early next year. Boston Beer will develop and produce the drink while Pepsi creates a new entity to sell, deliver, and market the beverage. 
Adults of legal drinking age can enjoy the bold flavors, original Mountain Dew, black cherry, watermelon Mountain Dew with an alcoholic twist. Why is, why is this any different than the other freaking spritzer that's, that's out there? Right. Black cherry. That sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I used to walk around with a black cherry jip, drip when I was in college. <laughs> black cherry and uh, I had another drip, plum wine. That's how I studied when I you know, had to do Damn. late nights. Sound like some of your ex-girlfriends. <laughs> black, black cherry. cherry. Plum wine. <laughs> 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 that is not much motorsports right there. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi has been trying to move Mountain Dew out of the confines of the soda category and into the new market, baby, like uh, energy drinks. They were the original energy drink. What are you talking about? They announced earlier this year Mountain Dew Rise Energy, designed to awaken ambition to help people conquer the day. Shut up. We're just Break here. hammering that sponsorship deep in the hole. <laughs> we will never have Pepsi on this show. <laughs> will Power next. Speak Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series. Midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV-TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV-TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV-TV and MAV-TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. 
time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Sometimes all I think about is you. Sometimes all I think about is you. Late nights in the middle of June. E-Way's been faking me out. Can't make you happy or not. All right, so Will Power won Indianapolis road course last weekend, grabbed himself a podium last night in St. Louis. IndyCar Series champion, Indy 500 champion, Will Power. He joined us earlier. Video interview, we have it up on our YouTube page. Be be sure you subscribe to Speed Freaks on YouTube. This interview is spectacular. And we kick it off with Will Power. A little aggravated the fact that he can't get his phone, his camera set up properly, give him better facial features as we conduct this interview with this former Indy 500 champion. I really like the way I'm playing with my phone, like just trying to get my face exactly in the middle. Leave it there. Uh, you, you want Indianapolis. Can you not afford a damn tripod? Will I, I have. That's what I said. I, 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 my wife bought one, but yeah, I can't. Have, yeah, I, I've spent all my money. Like I've got no money. I thought that that's what you do when you make money. You just spend it all on things. Wait, that's uh, not you, Will. I've seen uh, your Instagram. That's your Amazon stuff coming yeah. to the front door. That's not from you. <laughs> it's not from me. No, actually, I don't spend. I am like I could live in a little apartment. And, you know, live on next to nothing. I would actually be fine with that. The only thing I need is to be able to do some sort of competition on motorsport um, that keeps me going. But apart from that, like, you just, you don't need it. I, you, it's, it, it's, sorry, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's great to have money. I'm not telling you you should just get rid of it. You probably should keep it if you got a lot of money because it is great. Like it's a lot of advantages to having money, but I could do without it. What about Liz though? She couldn't do without it, huh? Well, she's got she got the kids. She got two kids, me and the little guy. So <laughs> that's why she needs the money. She doesn't spend any money on herself. It's always for other people. She's not a um, indulgent person, let's say. Wait, you dropped something in there that she's got two kids, you and somebody. I know, I like that. that yeah, oh yeah, she has. Look, yeah, she's got two kids. She's raising you too. Is that what that is? That what you're saying? Well, she, she, she's like she says to me, it's like shoveling snow when it's snowing. Having me in the house, <laughs> that's basically it. So she looks forward to race weekends when you get out of the house. Oh no, she comes. She comes to the, we got a. She comes to the motorhome and same thing, shoveling snow, man, and it's snowing outside. 
<laughs> it's done. But I tell you what, like she she really allows me just to focus on racing. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. You look pretty laid back today, Will Power. How long I just, do you take I just you to recover from a race? I, some oh. football players can't get out of bed till Tuesday or Wednesday after a Sunday game. Does it take you that long to recover after a race? Well, yeah, actually, it it does. Um, it takes you till Wednesday to get just back to normal. I'll give you that. It does take till Wednesday to feel good again. Because, um, I mean, it is really tiring. I'm very tired right now. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the races are, races are very tough, very tough. Like, it's almost like going out in the night on a drink because you – because you, you dehydrate so much and you don't sleep much. Um, yeah. So yeah. all those stories that people who don't know better, when they say that all you do is sit and steer a car, no. you don't really understand what's going on. You, you've got a lot of happening uh, when you're out, the competition, the heat, the, the physical ability to steer the thing. You're doing a lot of work. It's, uh, yeah, you are, it is way more physical than anyone knows, like way more physical, especially IndyCar. It's probably the most physical form of motorsport there is because you don't, you don't have power steering. If they gave power steering, it would make a huge difference. But um, it's the weight of the wheel and then the G-force on top of that and the heat because of the cockpit now. It's, um, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot more physical than anyone can imagine. Has there ever been a time where you've gotten out of a race and you're recovering that you had to reflect on, man, this felt like the bender that I had when I was 22 years old. I had so many beers. It feels like I am just hung over as hell. That's after you've hit the wall and you have a bit of a concussion. That's honestly like, that's why I don't, I don't drink any. I haven't had a, I haven't drank anything since 2015, except on the podium. I have a little bit of champagne sometimes, but, um, if you go out drinking the next day, it feels like you've had a concussion. It's the same thing. Like I really, I don't think it's good for your brain. I don't think it's, it's just, it's simply not. Um, that's why I just don't, I don't drink anymore. I don't, you know, not that I drank a lot in the past, but yeah, when you go out and you have a big night, just it's just terrible for you. I'm not enjoyable either. You don't really have good conversation when you're drunk, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just like, mm, don't even really like the feeling of drunk. Are you a bastard you when you're drunk or are you a nice, were, were you a nice? It's drunk? been a while, Kenny. Well, yeah, that, yeah uh, when I was young, I was just out of control. Like just absolutely, you know, you see my uh, emotions sometimes outside the car. <laughs> well, yeah, put that on steroids and you got me drunk. It could be pretty funny. It's yeah, it's nuts. It's it's nuts, but yeah, that's it's not why I don't drink now. I just too old, man. Too old. Too old. Trying trying to yeah, trying to look after my body. I want to live till I'm at least fifty. So you know, trying to trying to look after myself. You know, some of the guys in racing are just getting going good at fifty. You got plenty of years. Well, yeah, I hope. Like, wouldn't it be nuts if you you could even just when you, if you won a race when you're 45 years old, it'd be pretty amazing. Oh, hello, Elio. Oh yeah, that bloody little. No, he's uh, <laughs> exactly Tom Brady, mm-hmm. right there. 
Yeah, he's on top of the world right now at Elia. <laughs> well, Jimmy Johnson is Jimmy there Johnson? racing against him, and he's past 40. He's up there. Yeah, Jimmy's, Jimmy had his best weekend. He was actually pretty good. He was like, that's because that would, would be, he tested that track, and he's raced that, and he came back, and he was he was having a good race. Like, he had a really good weekend. I was uh, actually really impressed because it's such a, honestly, a nuts task to try to do, like, to try and um, try and try and learn that whole craft of IndyCar is such a different animal. I think uh, they, I mean, obviously, he's a phenomenal talent. So he would apply the same strategies of learning that he did when he was, um, you know, becoming a legend in, in NASCAR. And you can see see it coming through. See it coming through. I was, uh, yeah, kind of. I'm really happy to see him do well. Yeah, you, know, you want to see him do well. Will Power, when you're out there racing and winning in the front of the line, you're running a different race than some of the guys at the back of the line, like Jimmy Johnson. Do you ever worry about them, or are you just out there hitting your marks, setting your times, and getting to the victory circle? No, Jimmy's very much on my mind the whole race. So <laughs> uh, the only time, honestly, the only time I'm worried about them is when I'm coming around and if I'm leading a race and they're there. If if someone's in front of you that won't get out of the way, it's always a tough situation. <laughs> but it's a rule. The rule if you watch the race on the weekend, you can spend a couple of stints behind someone and they don't have to get out of the way. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so what do you do? There's no there's no chrome horns in IndyCar. What do you do to move people out of the way? Well, I wouldn't say there's no chrome horns. I mean, if you watch Dashville, I <laughs> moved a couple of teammates right out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> With, yeah, I, yeah, I honestly, <laughs> I said to myself, I need to win a race before I speak to Roger again because I didn't see him after Nashville and I actually went and did that. <laughs> so now I was like, I feel a bit more credit. I was like, hey, Roger. Sorry about that last weekend, but try to make it up this weekend. Hey, I think you're in okay with a couple of cars and some damage after Nashville now that NASCAR has destroyed his curbing at Indianapolis. I think this is probably your best time to go talk to him. All good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I'll be good. I'm good. I feel, feel good credit. Feel good credit. But, but, Crasher, you bring up a good point. And, Will, I'm sure you being the uh... – uh, the forward thinker that you are, you saw that curb blowing up in the cup race. You think now I'm not on Roger Penske's mind anymore. Right. I got the win. NASCAR's blowing up his track. Now I can go talk to the captain, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The curbing, uh, yeah, is built is perfect for IndyCar. I think just the way the NASCAR splitter is tore that thing up. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just one of those things, you know, first time for cup cars around there. But, uh, um, yeah, easy fix, easy fix. Statman, I know it's on your mind. I'll go ahead and ask that question. We had A.J. Allmendinger on Sunday night after the cup race, and basically he said this, and a number of other drivers say this, where people are bitching and moaning about the curb blowing up. It's like, well, if you're a driver and you know certain aspects of this track, why don't you just stay the hell out of the way with that curb or make it a minimal uh, hit on the car versus trying to ramp up and go evil Knievel on it. Uh, you're the driver. S- steer away from it. 
Yeah, that's true. If you, you're yeah concerned about equipment, you'd be doing that. Um, it's a bit bit of a difficult corner to do that, but uh, yeah, it just. I mean, simply one splitter would have got under under there, and that was that was the um, that's what caused it. You know the way how low they run that splitter, it just gets under that thing, and um, it's an easy. That's an easy fix, very easy fix. Just yeah. As you saw, I mean, they took it away. It was fine. <laughs> right. Um, the announcers were saying that the drivers won't know how to drive the course because they took the, that curb away. That seems a bit silly. A driver can drive and knows what's going on on the racetrack, and they took them around there 10 or 15 times to say, hey, this has changed. Do, does that yeah. matter to a driver? Yeah, no, I don't think that would, that wouldn't have been an issue at all. Um, yeah, not at all. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who said that. Like, yeah, I don't think it would be an issue. Yeah, it wouldn't have been. Like, it was perfectly fine. Statman's just laughing because <laughs> Statman's not necessarily the biggest fan of announcers. Sometimes announcers just talk to talk because they have a lot of time to fill and they don't necessarily mm -hmm. say anything that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, I actually did some announcing the go-kart race. It's very difficult to keep coming up with stuff to say. <laughs> like it's really hard. You got to start just berating people and you know, you just got to start. <laughs> yeah. Being really controversial and this sort of thing create arguments amongst the other commentators to keep there entertaining. Which is why people enjoy Paul Tracy. Love him or hate yeah. him, he's enjoyable. Yeah, Tracy's uh, – I like Tracy, and um, he's he's kind of like me in a way, the way he would drive, except, yeah, not – I wasn't as bad as him, but um, no, just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like Paul. It's good to have that dude up in the commentary box. He knows the game. He's driven for Roger, he's driven for a lot of teams and um, and a controversial sort of guy, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Just another insane interview on Speed Freaks. Mm. Do you guys actually edit this or it just goes out as is? That's well, what I wonder. At about or it's the live. Live. Exactly. Right. Everybody's watching now. Yeah. We've been live for the last half hour. We didn't tell you. No, I just I was just like, I wonder if they're gonna edit this or it just goes out as is, just keep complete randomness of any subject that you can pull out of your head. You should you guys should get my brother on here. I would love to get you. I would love to get you and your brother together. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be a disaster. No, it wouldn't. It'd be An gold. Absolute disaster. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he He'd probably do it. He'd do <laughs> is, it. Is, is your brother still playing the comedy circuits? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's still he's still doing lots of stand up and writing. He's actually a writer, so he writes a TV show. He did. He's he's been working with HBO on a TV. Um, he wrote a TV show. They paid him uh, to work with the director to finish off the first season. So wow. we'll see. He's got to go through all the steps and. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, in the tele I don't know if you guys know, but in the television business, it's, it's, it's not done until it's there on television. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. It's going through all the various things you got to go through. But See, that's what IndyCar needs. Formula One's got Drive to Survive. NASCAR's got several other documentary-type series going on. They've got Pitbull behind them now. 
we need your brother to do something humorous IndyCar wise, whether it's for Netflix or Hulu or somewhere. Yeah. That could really be good. Well, he it is actually based on IndyCar, Indy Lights and IndyCar. That's the premise. What? Yeah, you, if you can believe it, yeah. It's about a – it's actually, you know, the thing is it's about a, a family. It's a female driver, you know, in the first season, and she gets pregnant from one of the other drivers that she's racing and doesn't tell anyone, and then she's racing while pregnant, then the brother's racing also, and they're in competition, and it's just a – yeah, it's kind of a drama comedy. Um, and, he, yeah, he wrote that full, full, fully done. Like, they got paid, like – good money to write it and awesome. and work with the director and, and it's going up all the different channels. But he said he said HBO is um I think is Google taking over HBO or something? He said they're in oh, the yeah. middle of an acquisition, um, which is making stuff making it tough for him because they're kind of picking what shows they will make next season. And he's hoping that uh, his one will be one of them. Oh my God! Racing while pregnant—that's a whole nother. Yeah, term. pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was in it. He was interviewing different drivers, and he was speaking to female drivers and trying to understand, you know, uh, how they, how it is for them, and all that, and team owners and everything. Yeah, he full effort uh, he put into it. Well, Will, why don't you go? Well, I, I, I like I said. Go watch the full interview with Will Power on our YouTube page. It is human greatness. We'll do it again next week there, Freak Nation. Will Power, podium last night in St. Louis, won Indianapolis road course last weekend here in the Freak Nation. Matt Hagen was in here, John Hunter Nemechek, and Statman. Shoot the juice to the moose. And cut it loose. Zip! This is out.